So many years ago, I was visiting a friend whose three-year-old son was on the more rambunctious end of the behavior spectrum. And at one point, he lunged at his baby sister's car seat in the middle of the kitchen floor, and he tried to topple it. Now, I'm not a parent, and my parental instinct toolkit is pretty darn thin. So I'm thinking, how's my friend going to deal with this one? And she turns to her son and sternly says, be like Buddha. (laughs) And this little boy instantly dropped down into lotus position, legs crossed, hands out on his knees. He closes his eyes and starts taking slow, deep breaths. I was stunned. (laughs) And it turns out she had found this was the best way she had to reorient him. Whether he was angry or frustrated, toppling his sister, or even freaked out with fear. Be like Buddha. And the operative word here is be. She's inviting him into a new way of being, a way of being that engaged with calm, and a way of being that was transformative, because a few minutes later, when she let him stop being Buddha, he popped up and went over and happily started coloring. Today's gospel, Jesus says, peace be with you. In fact, he says it three times in the reading we just heard. Peace be with you. And he says it in the context of his first and second resurrection appearances to the group of disciples. He'd already appeared to Mary Magdalene, who'd been weeping outside the empty tomb. She'd gone back to tell the group, I've seen the risen Lord. Yet their choice was to huddle in fear and lock themselves inside a house. They were afraid that they too might be put to death, like Jesus. Yet suddenly, Jesus is there, among them. And his first words, peace be with you. Peace. The peace of Christ given to them in their fear. Jesus shows shows them his hands and his side, and the disciples rejoice. I mean, think about it. Jesus didn't walk into that room and berate them. Why did you abandon me on the cross? Why did you deny me? Why are you sitting here so scared? And said he offers a gift. Peace be with you. So this gift of peace moves into their fear. And it actually does more than just move into the fear. This gift of peace comes wrapped with forgiveness, full of acceptance and full of love. Peace be with you. And after he says this, you know, he's showing the disciples his wounds and they get it. This indeed is Jesus. The gift of peace has been accepted in their hearts. And this peace, this forgiveness that moves in them and through them calls them and calls us to trust in God's power 
to initiate resurrection in our midst, to trust in God's power regardless of what we've done or left undone. This is a call to trust that God will initiate resurrection and new life in places where we least expect it. And it's this peace of Christ that opens our hearts into a new way of being so that we can see this and rejoice. It opens our hearts to a new way of being, a forgiven way of being in any moment amidst fear or violence, anxiety or shame. Now immediately after Jesus shows the wounds and the disciples have rejoiced, Jesus says a second time, peace be with you. And now he says, just as the Father sent me, I send you. This is a great commission. These are the holy marching orders to the disciples and to us to go out into the world and spread the good news. This peace, this love, is not just for us alone. Be my arms and legs in the world, Jesus is saying. Share my peace, share my love. And with this mission, Jesus also gives them the gift of the Holy Spirit. Scripture says, he breathed on them, receive the Holy Spirit. So in this second time Jesus is offering peace, he's also pointing at a peace that goes beyond this very moment. It goes beyond that initial rush of calm that can fill our hearts. With this peace comes empowerment through the Holy Spirit to go out into the world, to carry Christ's peace into the world. This is a peace that proclaims God is with us and God will carry us through whatever the world throws at us. This is a peace that proclaims our worst fears will not prevail. The peace of Christ is with us. And just as death on the cross did not prevail, just as out of the thorns, nails, blood, came new life into our midst, so it comes again. And this is a peace that is not an absence of conflict. It's a divine and abiding peace that is alive in us and guides us through the grace and spirit of God. The poet Philip Metris describes this peace as, quote, no mere cloud-bound dream, but a dynamic of living amid conflict, oppression, and hatred, without either resigning ourselves to violence or seizing our own violent response. So Jesus is not talking about our own inner ah peace as being the fullness of what peace is. Jesus is talking about a peace that also animates us and sustains us in our thoughts and our feelings and above all in our actions and engagement with the world. And there's more. There's a third peace. Thomas in this passage missed Jesus' appearance and he has doubt 
He can't wrap his head around it until he too sees the wounds, he says. So Jesus comes again, and what do you think the first thing he says is? Peace be with you. And when Thomas sees the wounds, he goes beyond rejoicing. He goes a step further than the disciples did. His reaction was even bigger. My Lord, my God, he proclaims. Thomas is the first to see the Jesus-God connection. The peace that Jesus brings this third time is a peace that enters his doubt and enters whatever scuffling there may have been in the group between, yeah, we saw the risen Christ, and no, I don't really believe it. This is a peace that works through our questioning and our debating and our doubting. And it's a peace that brought Thomas to the truth. My Lord, my God. David Lose, who recently gave a series of lectures locally, has written that true, vigorous, and vibrant faith comes from the freedom to question, wonder, and doubt. Jesus has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit amidst our questions and our wonder and our doubt. We don't earn the gift of the Holy Spirit. Spirit is there for us. The peace is there for us, regardless, as we say here, regardless of where we are on our spiritual journey. The peace Jesus offers is one that helps us recognize Jesus in our midst and helps our ever-so-human selves accept this, proclaim this, and go out into the world and share it. So peace be with you. That's so much more than a casual greeting. Such rich dimensionality, all packed into this one little gospel reading. And it's all a divine gift from God to us. And it's a divine gift that we'll be giving little Liam wherever he is right now in baptism. <laughs> and it's, often why, it's also why we often say at the end of, of many of our services, may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of God's Son, Jesus Christ. And when we exchange the peace here, which here at St. A's we do ever so robustly, we are sharing this good news with one another. We're sharing the good news of God's love, forgiveness, empowerment, acceptance, and the revelation that God is here, Jesus is here, in every little handshake, in every little hug, every little greeting. What an Easter gift. This is the gift of the resurrection. Peace be with you. Amen.